Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Members are a powerful part of our team here at WDET. Use your power to support the news, the music, the culture, and everything that WDET delivers. Now, and let's raise as much of the $305,000 goal as possible without interrupting the programs you love, like Detroit Today. If you go to WDET.org and make your gift now, we may not even have to have a spring fundraiser. And, of course, that will be more possible if you tell two friends to go to WDET and make a contribution. And if they tell two friends, and if they tell two friends, remember the shampoo commercials from the 70s that talked about that, uh, the way to sort of spread the word. We need to do that here at WDET as well so that we can keep the programs you love on the air and not interrupt them to raise money to support them. All right, it looked for a while like Southeast Michigan's regional transit woes would get no opportunity for relief on the 2018 ballot, but last week, Wayne County Executive Warren Evans stepped forward with a proposal of his own, one that would raise money for key bus routes across the three-county metro area and get commuter rail started between Detroit and Ann Arbor. It's a plan that seems a little more modest than what voters rejected in 2016, but it's a start for sure and a different start, I think, a more rational one at building something that will put us in a better transit place. Maybe it will even stop the madness that so many have to endure just to get to work or school in Southeast Michigan. We want to spend the hour today talking about Evan's proposal and transit more generally, and we want to hear from you. Is this the transit plan we can all finally adopt? What about the suburban leaders who have balked publicly at the idea of yet another bite at the transit apple? Should they be getting behind it? And how do we get them to do that? Uh, in particular today, we want to hear from folks in Macomb and Oakland counties where we have had a harder time selling this than we have in the city of Detroit or in out Wayne County. And if this passes, does it set the stage for bigger and better in the future? We want to hear from you, as I said, uh, all hour about transit, uh, metro transit here in southeast Michigan. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. And we're going to start the conversation today with a voice that has been at the center of Michigan's most significant infrastructure projects over the years. Eric Morris is vice president of the HNTP, HNTTB Corporation, which has worked on the I-75 Gateway Project, the Q-Line in downtown Detroit, and other big transit developments around Southeast Michigan. Eric, welcome to Detroit. Thank you Today. very much. Yeah. Uh, you guys, as I said, play a pretty key role in making transit work. You work really closely with uh, all of the players, uh, all of the governmental players uh, at the table uh, in these discussions. I want to start with you talking about why this plan in, in your mind is different from what we had in 2016? And then uh, a related question, which is why might it have a better chance of passing than what failed in 16? Sure. So after the, uh, after the plan in 2016 uh, was defeated, we took a long, good, long, hard look at, at the plan and the feedback that we received uh, after the election. And, um, really spent the last year, year and a half, working with uh, stakeholders, working with government officials, 
uh, and, and listening, whether it's friends and family, whether it's uh, transit organizations, whether it's people, uh, you know, one of the criticisms that from the last campaign is we didn't, we didn't listen enough to the people who weren't supportive of transit. So we listened to a lot of people that weren't necessarily supportive of transit to try and drive better value uh, in this plan, Stephen. So um, when, you, when you ask why does this plan have a better shot, I think it's because of the value that we're driving for all of residents, not just uh, residents in the core areas. Mm. So some of the differences, uh, first, we've got more service. There are more routes, more often getting to more places. We've got 15 routes at 15-minute frequencies, sort of the, the center of the plan, mm-hmm. um, 15 new express regional routes, 11 commuter express routes with, with four airport express routes uh, that make up those 15 routes. Uh, 15 new park and rides. There's not a park and ride in the metro Detroit area that isn't full every day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be adding 15 new park and rides. Uh, commuter rail service, uh, eight trips a day connecting Ann Arbor and downtown Detroit. Um, and then some really innovative, unique uh, programs that, that we'll talk about that, uh, that really drive value in those out-county areas. Uh, one is called the Hometown Service. It's specifically designed for the less urbanized areas of metro Detroit. Um, we have another program in the, the urbanized core uh, called uh, Flexible Mobility that's really designed to help supplement those fixed routes. And then finally, a, a program called Advanced Mobility that we've designed to position the region to capture the technologies of tomorrow to solve our transit problems. One of the, one of the biggest feedbacks we got is it wasn't forward-looking enough. So we really brand, branded this plan mm-hmm. as forward-flexible for our region. Yeah. Uh, so... When we did this in 2016, uh, and the the regional leaders outside of Detroit said, we won't oppose this, but we're not going to work actively to to get it passed. It was kind of this uh, bifurcated, I guess, or or, uh, compromised position that they took. Uh, One of the things that they said was that the people in the furthest parts of the county, uh, particularly Oakland, were not going to get the value back for their tax dollars that that, that they expected. Uh, and when I look at the map um, that that you guys are working with now with uh, with with this proposal, I, I I might say the same things. I mean, places like Commerce Township and White Lake, um, places that are really far out, are not included in the plan. So what what makes this better if you're somebody who lives in that? Sure, sure. So when you look at the map. Uh, there are still the, the less urbanized areas of our region. It just doesn't make economical sense to put big regional fixed routes uh, out to those areas. They won't serve enough people. Um, but if those people are going to be included in, in our region and a, in a tax millage, we've got to drive value for them. So what we came up with is this program called Hometown Service. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of it's an acknowledgement that the fixed routes uh, don't make a ton of sense out there from a regional perspective. Um, but they still have transit needs. Every single one of those communities spends money on transit, yes. whether it's a line item in their general fund budget or um, or some other mechanism. They support transit. We haven't had anybody, as we've gone out and met with uh, different stakeholders, a lot of them from out there, um, we haven't had anybody tell us that they don't need transit. They they question the value of this plan, right? So, so what we did is we put $30 million into this hometown service program. And and made it locally designed. Mm-hmm. So the local officials are going to have a hand in designing these programs so that it better fits their needs. So if Brandon Township and Oxford Township want to set up a uh, circulator between their two, to- two hometowns, they can do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, uh, 
you know, if Waterford Township wants to set up a circulator between some shopping centers and uh, their senior centers or medical campus connections, they can do that. Some other ideas we've had are homebound service support. Not everybody can get out of their home. So how can we support getting meals and services and things like that to people that are in, in their houses? Um, technology deployments, downtown circulators, like I said, medical campus circulators. These are all things that each one of these communities need, but they need it in a different way. And so the flexibility of this program allows them to determine how they're going to receive that benefit. But there's going to be $30 million just going to this area in these out-county areas. In the previous plan, we had $10 million for the entire region. Right. And now in flexible dollars, uh, which includes this uh, this hometown service, we have $70 million in flexible funds. And so the other question then is, how do you sell that? How do you sell that to those folks out in those areas uh, when – you may not have the partnership of, of their leadership. Uh, Brooks Patterson might not uh, campaign for this uh, proposal, just as he didn't campaign for the last one. Uh, I felt like in 2016, one of the big problems was that people just didn't really understand a- every little wrinkle or development of what the plan was. And there were too many people who said just reflexively, this is not for me, when there might have been something in the plan that would have helped them. Sure. So, um, you know, without getting into the politics, what I'll say is that the teams from Oakland County, Macomb County, Wayne, Washtenaw, and the city of Detroit have all had their hands in this. We've we've had uh, over 100 stakeholder meetings in the last year working on this plan. We've spent over 5,000 hours working on this plan. There's been 15 different iterations of this plan. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have had their fingerprints on this. Uh, the folks from Oakland County have been uh, incredibly gracious at helping us to get out into the communities and listen to the feedback. And um, that's where a lot of the genesis of these ideas have. We've, we've had meetings over the last, especially over the last six weeks, uh, pretty regularly. We've got some more coming up uh, even this week to get out there and listen to feedback. This plan isn't set in stone. As uh, Executive Evans said last week, we want the feedback. We want to hear but we feel that this is the best place to start the conversation. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Eric Morris. He's a Michigan office leader and vice president for HNTB Corporation, a consultant group that was hired by the Regional Transportation Authority to develop a transit plan. That plan it was put forth by Wayne County Executive Warren Evans last week. It takes yet another shot at the idea of mass transit, a better mass transit system here in southeast Michigan. I believe, if my math is correct, this would be the 41st time we take a shot at this. Uh, maybe that's the magic number. Maybe this is the time when uh, we as a region will embrace the idea of getting people around a little better than we can right now. If you want to join the conversation, tell us what you think of the current proposal. Tell us whether you think that proposal is better from your perspective than what was on the ballot in 2016 when we came pretty close to embracing a plan that would have gotten us better transit but but fell short. Uh, Also tell us what you think about the political positioning here. Warren Evans stepping out front to put this proposal out there. Brooks Patterson and Mark Hackle, who lead the two immediate uh, closest suburban counties here in southeast Michigan, we still don't know exactly what they're going to do with regard to these proposals. They have been a little sheepish about them. Do you think they ought to get on board? And if so, how do you think we ought to how to pressure them 
to get that done. If you want to join the conversation, again, 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. It's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. In particular, I want to hear from folks in Oakland and Macomb uh, looking at these proposals. What do you think about the idea of, of paying for mass transit? In the region, those are the places where it's closer. The call is clo- is closer with regard to these proposals. Uh, is there something here you see that is more exciting to you than what you saw in 2016? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Bernard in Detroit. Bernard, welcome to yes. today. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, uh, glad to be aboard here. Uh, my comment is that I just feel like the proposal that was just denied uh, it's because the people in uh, certain other counties feel like if it wasn't coming from them, uh, it's not worthy. Uh, and I say that because they have a lot of ways voters will vote things down according to their leaders. Uh, a lot of uh, respectful people follow their leadership in uh, Oakland County, Macomb County, and so forth. And if they don't approve it, the rest of the people say, oh, we don't have to research it or nothing. Uh, they don't approve it, so let's forget about it. But if they put forth something and head it off, then it's a good indication that it will be approved. And I feel like the plan is is a very good plan, but it's going to be denied because of the two other people thinking that, hey, we didn't put it forth, so uh, let's deny it. Hmm. Or or we're not that crazy about the ideal, so to speak. And that is my comment. Bernard, thanks very much for the call and the comments. I think uh, that's one of the concerns that a lot of folks have is is how – Suburban voters will react to this idea coming from uh, the Wayne County executive and and uh, uh, being sort of focused on on that idea uh, that we need this uh, primarily for uh, people in the city and out Wayne County. But uh, there's a lot in this plan, obviously, that comes together around suburban communities. Uh, They are certainly not left out of the plans here. We will have to see, though, how uh, how they respond to that. Uh, let's go to Aaron. Aaron in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I am a uh, DDOT employee, 32 years now, uh, and this is not new, the fact that we need to have a regional uh, transportation entity. Uh, but the problem is the same problem that has always stopped it. Certain individuals wanting to have more control going in and the uh, functioning of it, and that's why Oakland and Macomb are not coming in because they fear not having a certain level of control. But the federal government is funding uh, most of the transportation costs, and they're funding both entities, and they, they have threatened to stop doing that because they're in so close proximity. But I feel like uh, allowing uh, us to work it out on our own has not worked. It's been 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. If Detroit is going to be a viable metropolitan area like Atlanta, Chicago, San Francisco, or any of the other ones, we have to come together and get a regional authority. And so the federal government, I believe, needs to just take over, either stop funding it altogether or just send uh, some federal people in yeah. to just take Aaron, over. Aaron, that would <laughs> that would raise a few eyebrows, no question, make a few headlines. Uh, but I but I totally relate to your frustration 
with regard to this issue and our inability to, to sort of break through and get it done. Uh, I don't know that the federal government would do that or that that would be a welcome move on anybody's part locally. But uh, but again, I, I hear what you're saying there. Uh, a little later in the show, we are going to get deeper into that political conversation uh, with uh, someone from Wayne County government who's going to be here to talk about how the politics are sort of shaping up. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But but Eric Morris, while I have you here, uh, I, I want to ask about the future as it relates to this plan. Uh, a lot of the criticism I've heard about uh, the regional transit plan in 16 and regional transit plans generally is the idea that transit is changing so fast, uh, the way we think of uh, getting around is changing so fast that any plan you put together today uh, could be outdated by, you know, five years from now. Uh, you think of autonomous vehicles. You think of the rideshare culture that has uh, that has cropped up. Um, how reflexive could this or responsive could this plan be to to those changes? Sure, sure. So that's what that's some of the feedback that we heard. Right, we need to be forward flexible, and so this plan relies a lot less on capital investment. So the previous plan invested $1.4 billion primarily of, of capital investment, primarily in three corridors, Gratiot, Woodward, and Michigan Avenue, with um, higher-end BRT, uh, which is bus rapid transit, where there's a lot of um, capital improvements that go in. We've sort of dialed that back and really focused our capital investments in this program, which we've been have been cut by 50% on traffic congestion mitigation. Mm -hmm. So making the transit flow more reliably and faster through the region. We've added more uh, premium corridors. So now we have, we still have Gratiot, Woodward and Michigan Avenue, but we've also added uh, Mound Van Dyke and Grand River Avenue. And these services, uh, you know, it, it's no secret, bus is the, is the transit mode of today, right? Um, and, it, and it could be changing. We could be dealing with driverless cars or uh, TNCs, you know, ride-sharing organizations like Chariot or Uber or Lyft. Um, but the fact of the matter is that's not how transit systems move people today. And um, what this plan does is provides us the mechanism to adapt and move forward. We don't get headlong into rail yeah. where we're building, you know, hundreds of miles of rail. Um, we, we're primarily investing in service upgrades today that'll allow people to move across the counties. 40% of commuters cross county or Detroit borders today. 92% yeah, yeah. of our jobs are not accessible within a 60-minute uh, trip on transit. Chad Livengood did a tremendous article last week talking about a resident that lives in Brightmoor trying to get up to just 12 Oaks Mall, mm -hmm. right? It's a 20-minute mm -hmm. drive. Right. And uh, she but has to- you're on a bus, yeah. You have, you're on a bus. It took over two hours and finished with a mile and a half walk in yeah. the middle of winter. Yeah. Um, and, and these are simple things that we can fix with today's transit modes and not get so invested in that technology that it prohibits us from evolving in the future. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we want to get to that political conversation in a little bit, but before we break, I want to take Jamal. Jamal in Detroit, welcome to Detroit uh, good, Today. Uh, good morning. Uh -huh. um, I would like to ask the guests, were there any research done on the number of drivers in Oakland and Macomb compared to Wayne? And, and I guess Jamal, my question would be, what are you, what are you trying to, what are you trying to figure out there in terms of? Oh, um, what I'm, what I'm saying is, if um, 
if I had more, if there were more drivers in Oakland and Macomb compared to Wayne, I can see why some of the citizens would not be favored to the um, deal. Hmm. And the other thing I would like to say, if maybe if Warren Evans offered um, lower water rates um, to Macomb and Oakland to level <laughs> out a deal with the uh, transportation with Wayne, has that been offered? Well, that's a that's an interesting idea too, Jamal. A lot of creative thought here on, on, from the callers this morning. Sure, uh, Warren Evans doesn't really control water rates. Uh, we have another authority that does that. But 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 great thinking there, but uh, it, Jamal. Go ahead, Eric. You know, as as far as the drivers go, um, what the plan looks at, Jamal, is where are we spending the money? By law, we have to spend at least eighty five percent of the tax dollars raised in in each county. And we do that. And and as a matter of fact, each county with the uh, leverage of state and federal and Fairbox funds that are currently not being spent in a region, we're all paying federal taxes that are going to pave roads in Montana or Wyoming. By putting more transit service on the street, we can bring those dollars back. So the the one and a half mills in this plan leverages an additional $1.3 billion that comes back to the region. And through that, every county receives at least 105% of their investment. So there's no subsidizing going on here. We're, we're making a positive investment in transit in all counties. Uh, and, and those drivers, to your point, Jamal, those drivers will be where the routes are. Yeah. Okay, when we come back, we are going to continue our discussion about the transit plan put forward for the region. And don't forget, if you miss any of today's conversation, you can always go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, download and subscribe to Detroit Today, and you can take us with you and listen when you are ready. When we come back, we are going to get into the politics, deep into the politics of this proposal between Wayne, Oakland, and Macomb. And, of course, we want to keep hearing from you on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking this hour about transit in Metro Detroit. Yet another plan is on the table, this one from Wayne County Executive Warren Evans, to try to get us around a little better in southeast Michigan, get people to work and school without the unbelievably onerous commutes that they have now, either in the car or in the sort of hodgepodge system of buses that we have in place. Uh, we want to continue the conversation now with Khalil Rahal, who is an assistant county executive with Wayne County. Uh, Khalil, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And as always, uh, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Call and tell us what you think about the current transit plan that's on the table. Tell us what you thought about the plan Two years ago, how maybe this one is different. And in particular, we want to have folks from Macomb and Oakland give us a call this morning to tell us what they think about these plans. If you're somebody who voted against transit in 2016, we particularly want to hear from you about why you did that and whether you are 
even in the mood to consider another transit plan here in 2018. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Khalil, I want to start with you talking about what you think the advantages of this plan are and uh, why why this may be received differently by people in the region than the one in 2016. Yeah, I mean, you know, this plan takes into a lot of uh, takes into account a lot of the things that we learned from the 2016 plan, right? Um, first and foremost, you know, no every county gets 105 percent of its money back, which is a huge selling point. I think in Oakland County is 106 percent. The other highlight of the plan is there's almost $700 million dedicated to infrastructure that supports transit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're trying to kill a couple of birds with a stone there. Um, And so obviously, you know, you've heard about the fact that there are more routes. Uh, You've heard uh, the fact that there are more services in areas that didn't think that they were getting services before, right? And so um, we, we, you know, we didn't start from scratch when we developed this plan. We had a lot of information that we got in 2016, both from before and after the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, 13, 14 months of, as Eric described earlier, intense uh, meetings with all the, the counties, the city of Detroit, uh, the providers, you know, uh, Smart, DDOT, uh, RTA, The Ride, uh, two national consulting firms, certainly no shortage of expertise that were put towards this thing. Um, so I do think it's a better plan. I think it's a better time. Uh, I think, uh, you know, one thing that we don't talk about oftentimes is, Look, in 2016, when we ran a campaign, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. It did. And it was a really difficult, unanticipated uh, sort of election. You know, um, I think this time around, you're going to see a different election. You're going to have different things on the ballot. You're going to see things like marijuana on the ballot. You're going to see a sort of democratic wave, I think, come out that are, are typically things that you synonymize with, you know, po- pro-public transit campaigns type of type of stuff. So I really like our chances. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, uh, Brooks Patterson said last week in response to this plan that uh, he didn't he didn't see it as much different from 2016. He says Oakland County taxpayers will pay 40 percent of the regional transit tab, but get far less than 40 percent of the regional transit services in return. How does that square with what you just said about return on investment. Yeah, I, 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 I got to take a look at exactly what he's talking about. I mean, one of the things that we made sure in this plan is when we get the state and federal match dollars that come with this plan, these are formula-funded dollars, okay, that we designed this in a way to make sure that they got more than what they put in. You know, what we did in designing this plan is, look, we sacrificed in Wayne County the amount of capital investment that used to be in the ground. If you remember the old plan, Michigan, Woodward, Gratiot, you know, there was about 10 million miles into the ground of capital. And a lot of that was in Wayne County. And what we decided to do was scale that back, okay, take the capital out of the plan as much to provide more routes. And if you look at the plans, just look at them side by side. I don't know how you can say that. You know, you're looking at the plans and you say there's obviously more lines in Oakland and Macomb. Uh, there's obviously a huge uptick in service in the hometown service, mm-hmm. uh, in paratransit service, and community mobility credits. Um, and the, the fact of the matter is this, Stephen, you know, both Oakland and Macomb had had a heavy hand in developing this plan. Right. They were at the table. Absolutely. And so the idea now that they might step away from it suggests a political motive rather than maybe a substantive one. You know, I, I, I it's hard to, you know, be halfway in on a public transit. You're either pro-public transit or you're not. And uh, certainly anybody that advocates for the status quo around here is not pro-public transit. I mean... Mm-hmm. 
I can tell you, having personally been involved with Amazon, and it's not just Amazon, by the way. I am uh, the Lots economic of development director. It, yeah. Exactly. Wayne County is the 19th largest county in the country, and we do a heavy amount of attracting, you know, the uh, the Googles and Microsofts and everybody else in the world that tries to come here to bring more jobs and more investment. And in Foxconn, when Foxconn was here, one of the first things we had to do was drive them around the routes to see how people would get to work. Every company that comes in wants to attract that 25 to 30 year old that is putting their keys down. Mm -hmm. And they want to know how those folks can get around to places that they want to be. Um, so you're either, you're either uh, pro public transit, or you're not anything else. If you're at the status quo, uh, then you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. No surprise. Lots of people have things to say about transit and our efforts are many, many, many efforts to get it moving around here. Let's go to Brian in Ann Arbor. Brian, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah. Hi. Thanks, Stephen. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to, to, to just talk briefly about um, it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago when you had um, uh, the Ann Arbor Commissioner and also Warren Evans on, mm -hmm. and they were talking about having the plan to just start with Wayne County and uh, Washington County, mm -hmm. which to me makes perfect sense. It's telling that all the folks on the phone that have been calling so far are not from the places that you asked and treated people to call from, which are Macomb and, o and Oakland County, because mm -hmm. there's not there's not the will, and many of the voting population there have cars and don't have a desire. The story that we've been telling about folks going to those counties for work are mostly Wayne County um, residents working in those outer suburbs. Sure. And also those that want to get back and forth between places like um, Wayne and, and, and Washington County are more on in thinking on board. So it does feel like it's one of those issues where um, where those who want who want this transit and those that don't are divided. And we should just start with their initial idea of working with places that want it as opposed of to just those two. Yeah, exactly. Brian, thanks very much for the for the call and, and the comments. Khalil, talk about why we are not just going for the two county solution. There was some discussion of that for for a bit. Would that have been would that have been too little uh, to accomplish in, in terms of transit? Not not too little to accomplish, but to have a full regional plan, you need Oakland and Macomb. Here's the thing. The, the, the notion that there are people or that the majority of folks in Oakland Macomb don't want transit is not actually true. I think if you if you did a really good deep dive, you would find that the majority of the folks in Oakland Macomb are actually in favor of public transportation. Um, now, whether leadership takes a position on that or not is a different question, right? But, uh, you know, the smart millage is up in Macomb and it passes at, at a rate of 70 percent. It's full county opt-in uh, community. And, uh, and so, you know, when Brooks Patterson talks about nine opt-out communities that don't want to see a regional transit plan, you got to mm -hmm. remember there are over 60 communities in Oakland County. Um, so I, I feel like, uh, you know, what you hear is you hear a lot of voice at the top, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the people on the ground. I think what we're saying in Wayne County is, look, this plan can change, but more than anything, let the democratic process play out, put it on the ballot. Put it on the ballot. Let the people speak for themselves and take a look at this plan, which is a different plan than 2016. And I think you'll uh, you'll see an overwhelming majority of people come out for it. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, thanks very much for that call, Brian, and those comments. Let's go to Becky in St. Clair Shores. Becky, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Uh -huh. I had a comment about I think it's really important to educate the people in Macomb and Oakland County about how it's going to specifically help them. 
Um, for example, like what is the route going to be? It's going to be safe. Where is it going to take you and how much will it cost? Um, there's a lot of people that now go downtown that didn't used to go downtown. Um, so they're seeing they have to pay $50 to park when they go to Ford Field or things like that. So if there's a route that can take them somewhere like that that they can really use and get a lot of advantage out of, I think it would be very helpful yeah, yeah. in getting this path. I, I agree with you, Becky. I think that was one of the that was one of the things that really held us back in 2016 was the effort to sell the plan to voters. Uh, it, it wasn't terribly coordinated. It wasn't very high profile. Uh, Khalil, you're saying that that will that will also play out differently this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. You know, we're hoping to, to, to put together a strategy of a more localized message campaign. Both in Oakland and Macomb County, uh, folks are getting older. And if it's one thing that I think uh, a message that has been resonating with some of the folks out there, it's, look, you know, the younger generation are either moving to Detroit or they're going to be moving, God forbid, outside the region mm-hmm. where there is public transportation. And so this gives us an opportunity to keep our young people here, keep them visiting uh, their families, keep the talent here. Um, and I think that's a, inc- uh, a, a massive selling point that, that folks, you know, my boss always says, you know, if I never rode a bus, I'd still pay for public transportation the same way seniors pay for elementary school. Right. right? Well, that's one of the big problems I think we have in this region is that, and even in the way that we're selling this plan, it really is about what's in it for me. Right. I mean, and you have some regional leadership problems with people encouraging that 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 kind of thinking. But I think there are a lot of folks who who go to the ballot box and think to themselves, well, what am I going to get out of this? Uh, and I guess one of my hesitations with with this plan or any other is until we can sort of turn the corner with that attitude it becomes i think it it becomes very difficult to really sell uh, a regional transit plan you can't sell a regional idea on the idea of individuality right, right. i mean there there is a conflict there a tension that i don't know that we get over and so i i'm a little nervous even still with with the, the the differences with this plan that we haven't conquered that that idea in in enough people's minds. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really good point. I do think that that takes leadership to do. You know, I I think you hit it right on the head. I think uh, you know it. Oftentimes, you know, leaders don't like to take chances, right? Uh, and so, you know, certainly Warren Evans is out there completely taking uh, a huge leadership role in trying to sell this plan. But I think, as the caller said, and as you're saying, right. You have to educate the folks as to why it would be good for them. And that and that may mean helping them un- overcome an attitude of, hey, you know, uh, because a bus doesn't stop right in front of my house or because I won't necessarily ride it, I, I still need to learn the benefits of it. The-, the truth is this. In here, we have routes from Oakland and Macomb that go downtown. We mm-hmm. have express routes. We have cross-county connection routes. We have hometown service routes that can be developed specifically to your needs. And that could be the sort of direct benefit. But look, if you never took a bus, there's going to be so much benefit to you because of this plan. Public transportation takes cars off the roads. Taking cars off the roads means less accidents, Mm -hmm. less death, less resources on police, fire, EMS. There's less congestion. There's more productivity. There's an attraction of talent. It helps bring a sector of our society that does not have access to education, medication, and, and training and gets them to be a productive member of society. Okay, for every dollar you put into public transportation, you get four dollars back into the economy. That's more for roads and everything else that you 
that you're asking for in life. And so, uh, you know, we at the county, you know, we're really big into um, solutions that help solve a lot of different problems. Um, and if it's nothing else, I think people need to realize there really is no national debate about this kind of thing, right? Uh, that's right. There's no other community that struggles <clears throat> with this issue the way we do. Right. Uh, any place else I've lived, any place else I've visited, transit is a is a given, right? right. Uh, you're going to have a mass transit system. People are able to get around to work in school in inconvenient ways, and uh, that's just not is not part of the culture. Here, uh, but but we stand out because of that. Yeah. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Uh, Philip in Royal Oak. Philip, welcome to Detroit hi. today. Hi, Stephen. Uh-huh. Um, just had a quick comment. Uh, I think uh, in this region, uh, particularly, there's a generational divide, and a lot of uh, white baby boomers do not see the benefits of uh, transit. But maybe in about 10, 15 years when they can't drive, uh, they will <laughs> be clamoring for more mm-hmm. public transit. Mm-hmm. So just just my comment, and I'll uh, listen off air. Yeah, Philip, thanks for the call. Uh, the, the generational divide, I think, is is really important, and I'm glad Philip <clears throat> called to, to inject that into the conversation. It's also about transit itself, this idea of the changes, right? Uh, I have two uh, early teenage kids who who have asked me whether they can – not learn to drive until cars drive themselves, right? <laughs> like it's a totally different perspective than I had when I was when I was there. I just couldn't wait to learn to drive. Um, and and so with those changes, uh, transit the transit questions I think have to change as well, and the right. proposals have to change. I think that's a good point. Uh, you know, I, you 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 are seeing this new millennial generation that would rather be you know on their phones or on their iPads to and from. Their travels, right? They're going to get more done. They're going to get uh, more information. They're going to get more connectivity with folks. Um, and so, yes, I mean, the caller brings up a really good point in that, you know, f- for so long, for decades in this community, we've been a car culture. Um, and that meant that, you know, you either got a discount, right, mm-hmm. on driving mm-hmm. for the company that you worked for, and six of your family members got a discount. Right. So that didn't lend itself to a, a public transportation culture. But, sure. you know, the interesting thing, Stephen, is even the auto companies now see the benefit to public transportation. Um, you know, when when you used to make $5 a day and that was the middle class around here, you know, uh, folks could afford a car. The same folks working at those same factories make 14 15 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now the autos are desperately in need of trying to get public transportation so that they can get the talent to their facilities. Um, so, I mean, I think that tells you a lot that yeah. – You've got this generational shift. You've got this cultural shift. You've got this, you know, business shift. Right. Um, and now I think the leaders got to get on board because, you know, we're still we're still acting like, uh, you know, we're in the Stone Age around here about public transportation, and that's got to change. Yeah. Okay, Khalil Rahal, Assistant County Executive with Wayne County. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about the latest regional transit plan. Megan Owens, Executive Director of Transit Riders United, will join us. And we want to keep you on the phones. Charlie in Detroit, Robert in Detroit, Antonio, and Carolyn in Royal Oak. We will get to you next. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Thank you. 
You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDT. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking this hour about regional transit and the latest regional transit plan. Joining us now to talk about it from a rider's perspective is Megan Owens. She's the executive director of Transit Riders United, a nonprofit organization that advocates for better public transit in and around Detroit. Megan, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. So I I quickly want to get your reaction to the plan that's now on the table. Uh, The differences you see between this and what was rejected by voters in 2016 and why you think maybe this is a little better and a little more saleable to voters. I think this is a great plan uh, that will provide a lot of benefits. Uh, It's arguably a better transit plan for riders because it'll make it possible for a lot more people to get to a lot more places with more uh, frequency, with less waiting around uh, for, for buses. Uh, it, Like the 2016 plan, it takes one of the most critical problems we've got, which is connecting people to jobs and schools and other opportunities in areas that currently are inaccessible, whether that's in... Rochester or Novi or Livonia, uh, Canton, Plymouth, areas like that, that right now, if you're on transit, there's nearly no way to get to those. So this plan would do a great job of providing people more opportunities to get where they need to go and still adds in and still layers in some of the things that people were most excited about, like Airport Express, having a quick and easy way to get to the airport or uh, a quick and easy way to get to the ball game downtown without paying 40 bucks for parking and risking a DUI. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, there, I've heard a little bit of pushback that it doesn't have as much of the rapid transit uh, that that a lot of transit advocates were very excited about, but it's a huge step in the right direction and really does an enormous amount to uh, address the complaints and concerns that the folks in the northern uh, Oakland and, and Macomb areas had been addressing. Yeah. Uh, it, it really takes takes most of those complaints and concerns and, and uh, eliminates any real excuse. Yeah. Uh, last time we had you on the show, uh, I remember the tone in your voice was pretty down about the idea of, of us getting a shot at uh, another another regional transit plan this this year uh, do you feel better about the prospects now that this uh, plan is out there do you think this is something that we will finally get over the finish line with it's still hard to say uh, we're we're still hoping uh, that we can make this happen I, I I am excited because we finally got some some serious leadership. I have to enormously applaud uh, Warren Evans for, for for putting so much time and investment and commitment into taking on what is a huge problem. A lot of people have looked at transit and said, "Oh, we just it's just too hard. It's too big. Uh, we'll work on other problems." And and he has tackled it. And unfortunately. <laughs> As you know, I've been at this for more than a decade, and we're still hearing the same uh, negativity coming from Brooks Patterson in Oakland County. And I'm an Oakland County resident. I 
certainly appreciate a concern for not wasting tax dollars and making sure that communities get get a fair return on their investment. And this plan does that. Mm-hmm. It makes sure every single community in every corner of the four-county region will be able to invest in local transit solutions that address their local needs. How people can still argue that it doesn't benefit everyone is beyond me. And I'm I'm just hoping we can get past that uh, 1980s thinking and, uh, and, and finally make this type of investment move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Robert in Detroit, you're up next on Detroit Today. Hi. Um, maybe I'm a little bit unusual, but I, I love cars. I love driving, and I love public <laughs> transportation. Uh-huh. Love public. That's why I'm rare. I love both. And I understand the importance of both. What I don't understand is why we've never tried something very cheap like HOV lanes. The problem is whether you're driving an Escalade or you're driving a Prius, we're all stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. If, and if you want to get people into buses, you're going to put them in the HOV lane. And that, that could be a faster speed, too. Put the trucks on the right lane and put the faster cars in the HOV lane and have at least two people. We would remove half of the cars on the road because most people are driving one at a time. Yeah, Robert, that's a great that's a great point. And I've lived in uh, communities before that had HOV lanes. Uh, Megan Owens, can you talk about why we don't have those here or why we're not talking about things like that in Southeast Michigan? Well, that absolutely should be a part of the solution. And um, one of the components of this uh, newly proposed plan is more commuter express routes that would travel along the highways. Mm-hmm. And I, I did have a chance to bring up to Khalil, would those then be stuck in traffic too? How do we alleviate <laughs> that? Uh, and it's certainly something that uh, the state legislature could could enable uh, in, and put in HOV lanes. Uh, it would be a great way to, to tackle the traffic. And I think the caller brings up a excellent point is that for some reason there's been a perception that you've got to be if you're pro car you must be anti-transit and vice versa i love my car i'm not getting rid of my car but i love having the choice of whether i drive it or not and i think more and more uh, younger generations are recognizing that it doesn't have to be an either or that we can have uh, we can love our cars and have quality roads and provide transit al- alternatives so people can have a choice of how to get around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great question, Robert. Thanks very much uh, for listening and calling in. Uh, let's go to Melanie. This is uh, Melanie Piana, who is a city councilwoman in Ferndale. Melanie, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning. Thanks hey. for uh, having me on. Sure. Um, I've been a staunch supporter of regional transit um, for the last 15 years and very supportive of Transit Riders United um, and has been at the table for a while making sure that uh, transit happens in our region. So I appreciate the leadership and effort by Warren Evans and others to create this viable regional plan. However, I have to express my disappointment that more contact with elected officials in the South Oakland County communities 
were not consulted or invited directly to participate or provide feedback on the formation of this new plan. And as you mentioned at the beginning, Stefan, um, this plan is quite different than what was voted on in 2016. So significant effort and investment went into the Woodward Alternative Analysis and Complete Streets for Woodward to redesign the corridor, and bus rapid transit was sort of the preferred outcome um, of this two-year study. And over $3 million went into figuring out what should happen for at least this corridor with the idea of replicating it across two others, Um, so down Gratiot in Michigan. So while I am very supportive of making sure that we have something on the ballot, um, you know, I'm also looking at uh, how much um, how much um, millage goes on to Ferndale residents right. because we are getting a headly rollback this year. So while we're doing better in Ferndale, um, we our tax millage is going up, but the amount of money we bring in is going down. It's going down because yeah. of our right because of our crazy financial system right. um, across the state of Michigan. Well, Melanie, so I, I want to yeah, thank you so for I'm really open for I want to thank you for calling in and injecting that in the conversation. Uh, we've got about a minute and a half left, and I want to give Megan Owens a chance to to address that. I think that's one of the things we're going to hear from folks in lots of communities. Is you know how does this really affect? Uh, us in terms of tax burden and in terms of services? Well, there's no question that this is a cost. This is an investment. And uh, and Melanie's right. They're, they're, it, it doesn't provide uh, nearly the rapid transit along our busiest corridors that, that we need. Um, my feeling is what we need to do is find something that can that can be politically palatable across the whole region. And if that means uh, broadening the bus network, we're, we're spreading the peanut butter a lot thinner across the entire region mm-hmm. as opposed to making um, more intense investments in the areas that, probably, that, that most certainly are most ready for them. The Woodward Corridor absolutely screams out for rapid transit and would be incredibly successful economically and ridership-wise, but hopefully this regional plan can be the first step in improving and expanding transit in this region, and we can move on from there to the types of rapid transit that we need on our busiest corridors. Okay, Megan Owens, Executive Director of Transit Riders United, thanks as always for joining us on Detroit Today. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 101.9 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. See you tomorrow.